Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Welcome back to Saturday mornings on Money FM 89.3 in our Singapore Home Brew segment today. We're talking about the Singapore Biennale 2022 uh, running from October the 16th to the 19th of March next year. Joining us now to give us an update on what's happening and what we can expect to find there is June Yap, the co-artistic director of Singapore Biennale 2022. Good morning, June. Welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. It's our absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Just for the benefit of our listeners, give us a quick overview first of the Singapore Biennale for anyone who isn't familiar, what it is and what you plan to do. The Singapore Biennale is basically a large-scale exhibition festival of uh, visual arts, and uh, this is our seventh edition in 2022. So it first opened in 20- 2006. Not sure if anyone uh, in our audience has uh, seen that one. <laughs> I remember it. I do remember it. Yes, I used to be an arts editor, so I remember it very well. Now, June, I've got to ask you this. This has got to be my first question. I had visions of Space Odyssey 2001, and the computer named How. You can see why I'm going with this, because this is the first time you have given the festival a name. Mm. You have called it Natasha. So if I understand it correctly, the festival is called Natasha. Why is that, June? And why is Natasha? Well, we thought we'll do something a little different. Um, Most art exhibitions and biennales are titled after uh, propositions or statements about art um, and maybe, you know, what we would like our audience to um, view. But in this case, we thought that naming would be something interesting for us to take on. Um, It also comes from the fact that we started developing the biennale during the pandemic. And as with everyone else during the pandemic, um, we could not really meet each other. And so for us, this idea of personalization um, and a sort of intimacy, perhaps, you know, with the familiarity of a name we thought was important. So, yes, we've given it a name. And, and why Natasha, just briefly? Any any reason yeah. for that name? <laughs> why not June? I mean, why not Neil? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe to start off, just a question. Uh, do, do you know anyone by the name of Natasha? I know Natasha Redgrave, the actress, the actor, uh, hmm. I don't actually know any Natasha's. So uh, when I think of Natasha, no. I think uh, there was a cartoon in the 1970s, Nat- uh, Bullwinkle, um, Bullwinkle Moose, and Natasha was the Russian spy. Uh, and uh, anyway, she was the foil of the cartoon. Wait, but my that's daughter. Only Natasha, yes, you said spy. My daughter would jump in and say, Natasha is the name of a favorite Marvel character, a, uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Black Widow ah, is called Natasha. Am I right, June? Yes, see, it works. <laughs> Giving it a name of Natasha. Yeah, so for, for us, I guess we uh, ourselves, between myself and my co artistic directors, uh, Nita Gauss, Anna Yunus, and Bina Choi, we all know artists, curators, and friends uh, with the name Natasha. So we thought, you know, it's a familiar hmm. enough name. You know, it's a name that occurs both in Southeast Asia and in Europe. It seemed familiar for in within our circles. And um, it's also a name that's interesting because it comprises of three sounds. You know, it's quite simple to say. And in, with the three sounds, if you break them up, there are also maybe different ways to hear 
the name. So we thought, okay, this sounds quite universal. Of course, after we had done all the naming, then uh, we ran into some people who apparently have never met anyone or known of anyone called <laughs> Natasha. So that was a bit surprising. <laughs> We're talking with June Yap, the co-artistic director of the Singapore Biennale 2022, running now until the 19th of March next year. I, I want to ask you about locations because this Biennale, SB 2022, as you're calling it, um, has has a wide range of places where you can go and see and experience art. Everything from International Plaza to the Flyer to Sentosa Cove, and now even the Southern Islands, yeah. Lazarus and St. John's. Uh, in addition to that, the Tomasic Shop House in Orchard um, in Dobigot. Wow, what a range. And it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, in years past, I, I don't remember there being that many locations. Is this a new thing or have, have I just uh, not remembered correctly? Mm, I, I think in past uh, occasions, there have been more than one location, um, generally for the annales, because we would have works both indoors and outdoors, uh, yeah. for most part. But I think for us, what's different this time around is how these venues are kind of spread out across the island. You know, yeah. so yeah. And there's a number of spaces concentrated in the south, which is where we are at, where the art museum is at. Uh, this is Tanjong Paga area, um, Yen Kit Playfield, and International Plaza. But we also reach out further to the flyer. The flyer is interesting because not only are you um, there in, a, in, in town, but you are also looking around the entire of the island. And this is actually important. Hmm. So just uh, before I get back to that, there are a number of other locations out, out there um, further away from the city centre too, and that includes the regional library. So right, we have some projects at the Woodlands Regional Library. But I think for us then, the, 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 these locations are important to allow us to think about land, landscape, you know, and our, our existence on land and perhaps planet Earth too. Because in naming the Biennale, we are interested in the human impact on the world, how we relate to the world and how we see it. So having these locations where you can move around the island to get to, I think gives you a very felt sense of being, you know, in these places. Yeah. Well, the Hmm. ones that jumped out to me, as Glenn mentioned there, the Southern Islands, Lazarus and St. John's Island, two of my favourite places anyway. Two things really, June. Why there and what artworks do you have there? Yeah, um, well, the southern islands um, that we have as part of the Singapore Biennale are St. John's Island and Lazarus Islands. And these are two islands which are actually um, close to where we are at um, with, at the museum. Right, The museum location right now is at Tanjong Paga District Park, mm. and that's in the southern part of Singapore. So it's actually a stone's throw away. You know, it's a short ferry ride out to St. John's and Lazarus, and so we thought this is really fantastic. Also, these two islands um, are quite um, natural still. So it really is a great vantage point to be there for one, get out of the city, but also look at a city, our cosmopolitan and urban, you know, island from a little uh, a little away, right? And therefore maybe have some new pre- reflections about it. Um, we do have a number of artworks on the island and maybe I can mention one in particular. It is by the Singapore artist uh, Zarina Mohammed. It is a work that is titled Moving Earth, Crossing Water, Eating Soil. Hmm. And this is a work that's cited at St. John's Island. 
what the artist is interested in is actually the eco-cultural and ecological histories um, of these islands, of the islands of Singapore uh, in general, and also these specific ones. But not just what we're seeing there in terms of the, the natural landscape and maybe its histories, but also you know the mythological and cosmological. Now, how do we think of islands? Um, how do we? How do these feature even in say our origin stories? You know, and in our uh, ways of um, understanding maybe even other realms, for example. So that's an interesting work to see that. Interesting. We're in conversation with June Yap, the co-artistic director of the Singapore Biennale 2022 on until the 19th of March next year. June, let's talk about if the the uh, relationship between international artists and Singapore-based artists, uh, what's the trend that you've seen over the years? Uh, you know, how many local artists are being displayed this year? Uh, for example, is it is that is that uh, ratio changing over the years? Um, well, as much as we would like to have a good mix, um, we every Binale is a little different. I think we tweak that uh, percentage or ratio a little bit. Um, this turned on, I think it was also affected by the um, work and research of my co-artistic directors. So Alan Yunus is from the Middle East, Nina Gauss is from South Asia, and Bina Choi is from uh, Korea, so East Asia. And these, I think, inform the the artists that we bring into um, the Biennale itself. So I would say there is still a very strong presence of Southeast Asia. It's almost uh, half of the art artists are south from Southeast Asia. But I think we have a good um, mix also with artists from these different parts of the world that the artist, my co-artistic directors are from. And that actually produces a very interesting conversation, the kind of conversation that we want to have on a platform like the Biennale. Wonderful. Jude, what fascinates me is the longer time frame. This is the first time it's being stretched out across six months Hmm. in such a number of locations. Wonderful. So you're giving visitors a long time, both domestic visitors, and I'm hoping and assuming international visitors as well, a chance to really explore the different artworks. Do Two things, really. Do the artworks change over time? Or are they the same artworks? And two, I'm just curious, how does the ticketing process work? Do you buy one ticket and then you go across the island? Or how does that work, the logistics of it? Right. Yeah, um, I think we are having the exhibition for a longer period, um, both to maximize you know, the audiences that can come and see the exhibition, both local and international. For example, in January, there's Singapore Art Week, so we expect a number of um, international visitors coming and we would like them to be able to also visit the Biennale in case they had not been there when it opened in October. Um, but it definitely uh, maximizes how we use our budget, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, as for ticketing, um, only the, well, there are two sites which are ticketed. One is our Tanjo Paga District Park Exhibition, which has got um, an um, quite a lot of artworks there. This is at the museum site and at the flyer. But the other things actually are not ticketed. So you can just stroll right in. Um, you can get information on our ticketing on the website. Um, and then you had one more question. That uh, I uh, do, will will the arts, any of the artworks be rotated because it's such yes. a long six-month right. period? Right. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Um, so... The artworks do not rotate, but there are a number of works which are developing. Right. So, for example, the artwork uh, is at Yen Kit Playfield. It's by Hong Kong artist Trevor Young. It's a, it's a work that actually in, um, encourages the, um, community participation. So, through participation, actually the donation and perhaps the adoption of domestic funds, the work itself changes. 
We also have artworks that um, have activations at various points of time. For example, Zarinia's uh, project at the St. John's Island has a number of workshops, um, talks, intertidal walks and such throughout the period. So really we're encouraging people to come not just once, but multiple times. Yeah, June, if someone is a bit intimidated by the thought of going to a huge uh, art exhibition like this over over months and over many different locations. What's an easy way for them to get started uh, exploring? I know singaporebiennale.org is your website, uh, but wh- how, do, how does somebody ease into it if they're feeling maybe a little bit overwhelmed by the, the sheer scale and, the, and the, the distances of the different venues? Yeah, sure. Um, so actually that's one of the reasons why we also wanted to name the Biennale. So the name Natasha, you know, makes it seem quite simple. It's not anything that is uh, perhaps too complicated as a statement, right? Uh, you have a name, I have a name. You know, we can start by thinking about the origins of our own names. Like, why do we have the names that we have? You know, what does it say um, in relation to how we relate to one another? You know, maybe we have a nickname for someone else or, you know, what does our name reflect in terms of the communities we come from or the lineages? So really that starting point is the self already for us. And our intention is that the Biennale is, and the way we curated it, so visually and in terms of, I think, the concepts in there, um, which have to do with life and, you know, experiences on the planet, I think these are quite accessible. And so that is really the starting point. Wonderful stuff. Mm. Now, I know you're obligated to say you love every single piece equally. (laughs) They are all your babies. I know how that works, believe me. To follow on from Glenn's point, for the first-time visitor or the uninitiated, what are some of the, the, the sort of standout pieces or installations that you think visitors should really go and see? Right. Um, okay. Let me start with a project that is at the Tanjung Paga District Park. It is an installation that's titled Talking in Trees Like Shadows Through Leaves. It is a project that is um, created by four artists, um, and it begins with an essay by Elfin Sa'at, Talking in Trees, um, and it includes then collaborations with Lucy Davis, Tini Aliman, and Zachary um, Chan. Um, this project is interesting because it looks at the Malay language and how in the Malay language there is what we call vegetal language um, within it. You know, So there are um, elements of the language that actually refer to plants, but um, are not necessarily immediately referring to plants. So an example would, would be the word batang, right? So batang actually refers to a trunk, like that of a tree. Um, but we use it to talk about objects that are long and straight. So for example, sabatang penna, uh, a pen, right? It's a qualifier for pen. You know, it, It's like saying, this is a tree of a pen, you know, which is interesting. So this work, this installation, um, I would encourage people to see, not just because of this, um, something new to discover about language that's around us that we don't, we aren't really conscious of, but also, you know, there are so many little other subtle elements in that work that um, one will immediately recognize. Hmm. Um, And maybe another work um, that I might suggest is um, the one by Ong Kian Ping. It is titled The Viscous Sea. Um, this is a work, a six-channel video and sound installation, also at the Tanjung Paga District Park, and it is a work that transports us, actually, out of Singapore to um, Jordan, to the Dead Sea. So um, it, the Dead Sea is also a very interesting place that the artist researched during a residency in Jordan, and here he presents in a very 
uh, felt sort of way, you know, you can pretty much imagine yourself in the Dead Sea. So I, I would encourage people to come and see this one. Yeah, thanks so much, June. June Yap, of course, artistic director of Singapore Biennale 2022 on until March, 19th of March, 2023, all over the island. Uh, SingaporeBiennale.org is the website. Uh, appreciate your time today and all the insights and wow, lots, uh, an embarrassment of riches. On Absolutely. This one. And I've posted the links, uh, June. Thank Feel you. free to add any more. The visitor information, ticket information is all there in our Facebook Live Money FM 89.3 page. Thanks, June. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.